Hey guys, my name is Akshita. I'm a data analyst and a travel enthusiast. I'm Anand. I'm a finance bro and a tech geek. And you're listening to the Why Coordinate, the weekly podcast where we discuss the why behind human society and behavior. Lessons from pop culture and our own experiences to lead a more intentional, efficient, and happy life. Hi, Akshita. <laughs> yeah, we really do need a different intro. <laughs> hey, hi, Anak. How are you doing? <laughs> good, good. Uh, it's been a while since we recorded a new episode of the podcast. Um, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been a while since we've spoken actually. So, a lot of catching up with you. <laughs> Week's been fine. It's yeah, been quite yeah, hectic yeah. work-wise. So I've also yeah. just driven back from Goa to Bangalore. So, just yesterday. So, good to finally be back home. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. So, you continue the tradition of switching geographical locations between every episode. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's going to happen next week as well. Let's wait and watch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's let's introduce our guest for the week. Uh, so today we have uh, Abhishek Warrior from uh, Canada joining us. And he's he has a very interesting topic uh, that we discussed today. But before that, Abhishek, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, definitely. So uh, I, I grew, grew up in um, mostly in Mumbai and I, after I did my high school, I went about, uh, did about two and a half years in the National Defense Academy in India. So I did about army training and, um, you know, life's a roller coaster and shit happens. And um, it kind of like, I was like, okay, um, after this injury, what do I do? So that's when I was, thought about Canada and, you know, came here, did uh, a geology degree and uh, um, graduated from that. I've been working um, as a mineral exploration geologist for the past um, four years or so um, it's pretty cool it just takes you takes you places and um, you get to ex- experience like a lot of like raw things in terms of nature wildlife uh, people um, so it's a pretty exciting um, career and feel and I, I, I don't know if most people actually understand what an exploration geologist does so I see it as like a couple of people that are working on a treasure hunt. <laughs> so the clues that we get in the treasure hunt would be geochemical signatures in the ground. And um, we try to like identif- identify a deposit, um, say like gold, silver, and precious metals and stuff. So yeah, so that's uh, pretty much my quick uh, <laughs> um, overview of, uh, of what an exploration geologist does in uh, my journey. Yeah. So when I was talking to Abhishek, I, when I heard what he does, I thought that is the closest thing to having like being Indiana Jones in real life. And I think what your description was today still fits that uh, description. True, true. But we're really excited to have you. <laughs> we're excited to have you here, Abhishek. Welcome to the Y coordinate. And uh, yeah, so let's let's jump into the topic for the evening, which is uh, basically a comparison of individualistic versus community-driven societies. So, uh, which would be Western societies are more individualistic, whereas Eastern societies are more community-driven. So, uh, Abhishek, would you want to get started with exactly what what we mean by individualistic? Or- yeah, definitely. I think um, for me, like growing up and then um, 
coming to Canada, I think that uh, the sudden sense of like change was um, was pretty drastic. Um, the way how like you know people are very welcoming, but um, once you get to know the people, uh, the the sense of society is individualistic, which which would mean uh, by putting like oneself first before the society itself. Um, so the association, the con the consciousness of like associating um, you first over the society would predominantly mean um, an individualistic society. And um, in, in, in a collective society, um, you know, growing up in India, it's, um, it's a more collective in the sense that like, when you talk to uh, your family, you're putting the needs of the family first, their sacrifices, you're, you're putting before the individualistic needs. Um, the association is like kind of like V as like a community per whole as compared to uh, uh, just the individual person. Yeah, so those, I, I think that's just the overarching difference between um, the two societies. So you mentioned it in terms of like putting yourself above the community or above the society, but I also feel that it's, it's also to do with like your day-to-day -day interactions in terms of like what I've felt is that people in Eastern societies, for example, in India, everybody's up in everyone else's business and, you know, families are fairly close-knit. Whereas um, in the West, people give each other a lot of space and there's not too much uh, that sort of, a, you know, everybody does not have their noses up and everybody else. Do you, do you like, what do you use on that? Like, do you feel that is part of this definition or that's on a different tangent? I, I, I think that, the association of kind of like differentiating the two um, would be mm -hmm. like, hey, when you are growing up, um, you have a sense of choice uh, per se, right? So mm -hmm. like, as um, like my my nephews and nieces um, in Calgary, mm -hmm. like even when they grow up, uh, they have the opportunity to pick whatever cereal you have for breakfast. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, like they have like between four or five different cereals. So that like sense of like, uh, independence and mm -hmm. making the choice early on is very uh, was 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 something like I could I couldn't like wrap my head around it's like oh wow that is that is really cool like as compared to um, you know India like I never had <laughs> you know uh, it's whatever my mom thought was uh, was best for me was uh, was what I uh, was what I got right so um, coming back to coming back to your point um, I think that like difference between um, the two kind of like associates with um, the sense of like putting like the self first as compared to like the society itself. Um, and yeah, so so yeah, I think that's like the overarching um, thing about that. Okay. Ashita, what do you feel about this? Uh, is, is that something that uh, you observed as well? Um, I think what you said on again, what Abhishek said, uh, they definitely are very different things, but then also uh, sometimes they do go hand in hand because what Abhishek is talking about is more about uh, what he said, right? Putting yourself, your needs first versus uh, your family and your community all of all together. But what you, Anag, are basically talking about uh, is somewhere, I'm not sure if it's the same as that because um, it goes hand in hand. So in the community, when you're supposed you're like in India and although you are taking care of all your needs along with your family and your relatives and your community in general, 
you're also while doing that you're also in each other's up in their business right i mean uh, it's it's not possible to be apart or distant and still have that feeling of community for doing everything for each other with each other along with each other so i think they go hand in hand versus where in the western countries because you're so disso- not so dissociated but because there is a certain degree of separation from your immediate um, community as such you do tend to choose to put yourself first so for me in my head these two things may go hand in hand i don't know if that makes sense but it's like one thing leads to the other kind of thing. and i think i think like when i was thinking about um this like i i, I wondered why like what's the origin of the of the difference in and change right so um it has to do a lot with like the the geographic uh location and uh weather weather is a pretty big factor um to that like say in edmonton uh, when you have snow and stuff and uh, uh when the weather is like negative 20 over the span of like few months of the year it's hard to kind of like socialize in a in an outdoor environment um as compared to like when when i was in cuba like um the neighbors they would just like open the door and uh talk to the other neighbor um across their house for like three four hours it's uh the sense of like community um, has to do um, with the weather conditions. Like it's it's a pretty big factor I've, I've felt. And um, also like this also has an effect into how um, their emotional quotient is and how they're able to like socialize in a, in a communal setting. I feel when you mm-hmm. don't have that uh, constant day-to-day interaction with people, uh, you tend to like lose that, uh, uh, the communal feeling, and then you you forget how to associate with people and connect with people in a more deeper way. Hmm. Uh, so, okay, let me first address what Akshita was saying. So, Akshita, I did not say that these two were different points. I was just trying to understand what is the cause and effect because I feel I do agree that both of these things go hand in hand. When you have uh, you know people living so close to each other, then you, for example, in India, if you have putting your family above you you obviously need to be in their business to know what is their priorities. But is uh, putting someone else's priorities above you the effect and having that community, uh, like being up in each other's business, the cause, or is it the other way around uh, was something else trying to understand. And uh, in terms of the the weather, Avishek, I, I agree with you on the fact that the weather uh, can, be, uh, can be a factor, but... I would think it would be the reverse because uh, like if you talk about if you talk about a tropical environment where, uh, you know, food and agriculture and everything else is in plentiful, that community actually does not need to interact too much with each other because everyone has enough for themselves. Whereas in an environment like Alberta, where it snows all the time, uh, there there is more rationing of resources required and maybe, you know, you run out of uh, X amount of things, uh, X kind of things where you might want to exchange and have like a more close one. So at that point of time, uh, on that point, I'm not sure if I agree with your like weather hypothesis, uh, but that, okay. <laughs> so we, we went over two, three points. I want to address also the third point about uh, a community, community-based society having richer interactions that I agree with you hundred percent. Like being in a uh, in a society where you know it's more community driven, people are generally more warm. Uh, people are used to forming deeper connections faster, quicker, 
and uh, and i've experienced that uh, myself interacting with different kinds of people people from communities where this is a trend where people are up in each other's business i found it much easier to kind of scrape through the initial surface and have deeper conversations with people much quicker than people from societies where that's not the trend and that you i think have hit the yeah mm-hmm. yeah no i think i want to like go back and uh, like i feel so in in say in like tropical places where you have stuff in plentiful um i i feel like that the rationality about um about that is 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 a little bit like you know um contentious because um uh, even though you have like self dependence in in the west um you know people are more self uh self sustained they already you know for the winter like not right now but like going back in time for um centuries and decades ago people had like survive through the entire winter by themselves on just like meat and potatoes you know and potatoes was was easy to store and your your hunt from the kill um so you're not constantly um trading you're not constantly like um having that like barter system so bad sense of like uh trade and um the constant like you know uh, exchange of one resource with the other person kind of like builds that the sense of like communal being um in a in a society is what uh, is what i think um like take for 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 instance like um you know this has like repercussions into the way how how like people see the the society in uh, different parts like when i was uh, working as a geologist up in uh, up in ontario um we have a drilling rig that has like a pretty big uh, environmental footprint so before you start the drilling process you're supposed to uh, talk to the landowners and um, you know compensate them for for the work that is being done on their land um, but in in canada when when we had to deal with the situation even though it was through uh, the entry point for that was through uh, a community uh, start like starting from like a communal start into someone's private land we only had to compensate um, the person's private property as compared to uh, you know when i was working in uganda um, when before we started our drilling program you had to go and talk to um the village chief you got to talk to all the local hierarchy the hierarchy in in a communal society is much much uh much more defined and much more uh concrete so um you know compensating uh people in the hierarchy compensating the whole village in itself and then the village making sure that everyone's like employed during that course of the drilling phase you know that i think i think that was like a very big uh, stark difference is like huh, that is uh, uh i wonder i wonder why you know <laughs> that's the case but that's like sense of like association with the other person in um, in a tropical uh, place that like uganda is uh, is very you know crucial <laughs> um and i i guess like in in the long run it kind of like benefits the the uh, the village in itself per se because we employed people and uh, we had to fix the roads so the whole village itself uh, you know um was was benefited from the whole process so yeah okay fair, fair enough i i guess uh, what i wasn't considering in when you're talking about the temperature was possibly there are not too many items in terms of variety to really barter for so if it's chicken potatoes then there's really no need to you know go out and you know exchange stuff with other people and also i guess 
when it snows it's not very fairly accessible to uh, unless you have some sort of living arrangements where multiple people live together as a community if they're living in individual uh, i don't know igloos or caves then anyway that accessibility is not there mm-hmm. from that standpoint i guess uh, you're right then whereas in like a tropical environment i guess there much more variety uh, of things that are produced so there's more of a reason to kind of collaborate and interact whereas mm-hmm. that number is limited maybe not uh, so yeah that's a yeah. point that i can agree with now uh, okay so let let's now move to like specific examples of uh, or maybe key characteristics of like a community based society versus uh, a individualistic society in terms of what defines it and whether like what are the pros and cons of each if you may yeah definitely for sure um so you know individualistic society like like i think i think the main thing will just going back into what uh, individualistic society like you know it kind of like fosters like you know independence and like that the self self of like uh making a choice the mm-hmm. the independence of making a choice is really crucial mm-hmm. um in an individualistic society and uh, in addition to that um i think people in individualistic societies are more self uh, expressional about their personal choice um mm-hmm. and in 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 addition to that it i feel like it's a more um more like a equal society uh, as compared to a collective one whereas like you know people can move from one socio economic background um up the ladder much much easily as compared to uh, a collective society and then like uh the sense of like ownership uh is very strong in um in an individualistic society um comparing it to a collective uh society like you know the interdependence is very mm-hmm. is very key and that's the crucial like what would my um what would my actions affect uh my family how would my actions affect the group i think um that is kind of like uh the main key core principle of like a collective one and um also like in in a collective society uh people tend to like uh follow the norms more mm-hmm. so uh in terms of like your your elders or like you know uh, a hierarchy they they tend to like uh give hierarchy way more respect um you know and there's this more uh sense of like uh collective ownership um uh, as compared to like a uh a private uh individualistic ownership um per se in like a individualistic society so that that i think i think the, those would be the key uh differences between between the two um and it's uh yeah it's 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 interesting um you know the whole pandemic uh you can see uh the response of different con- countries um that kind of like associate from like an individualistic standpoint as compared to a collective standpoint um yeah so uh so like especially in in the US uh not not after the vaccine rollout but um at the start you could uh you could see like you know a lot of people that like hey it's my right uh and i am free to choose what i want um i if i don't want to wear a mask i won't wear a mask like i'm not really 
worried about uh, the collective, uh, you know, uh, population or society in a, in a whole as compared to uh, China or, or Japan or even Taiwan, which has, you know, pretty phenomenal response to uh, the pandemic. Uh, people are more uh, aware that, hey, this is what I need to do so that like my uh, society, country or community uh, is more uh, careful and we get over this challenge um, in a much quicker and more swift response. Mm, uh, <laughs> that's that's a very interesting point you make. And uh, uh, so first thing I want to talk about is, do, do you feel that there are parallels between um, individualistic society versus a community-based society with the two forms of government polit- political I- ideologies between more uh, left-leaning versus right-leaning uh, and what one would o- overlap uh, individualistic versus community because while you were speaking I was trying to see if they fit in but there are traits of left-leaning society that could fit both uh, I don't know what your thought I think in an in individualistic society um, they're definitely like well say take for instance for Japan the way how like Japan kind of like comes together with uh, um, you know with a new change or with a new policy in, in the government they the sense of like uh, consensus is is put at a very high pedestal. Mm-hmm. Um, so because of that, uh, the agreement and kind of like tackling the point from different perspectives is, is put at a higher uh, importance as compared to individualistic society. Hey, okay, this is what, this is what a particular um, uh, a lobbying agency is, you know, pushing their policies towards getting this policy done. So what is the best interest for me as a party or what is the best interest for, for me as a left-leaning or right-leaning? That is, that is, I think that is, uh, you know, what, what is it in for me? That is always uh, <laughs> the, the majority question, right? And I mean, in terms of society itself, like, I mean, this is kind of like remnants of um, the culture, what was like, you know, um, long ago right now I, I would probably say with globalization and stuff we're more a hybrid of sort it's it's not like it's we are uh you know either or it's kind of like a hey there's there are parts of this that come out in in a particular sphere um and there are parts of like the collective society that that comes out so kind of like um you step forward and step behind in in terms of that Akshita, uh, what are your thoughts on I might be way off on this particular thing, but when you mentioned about society and how pol- politically, um, I remember, so I've not done finance or economics or any of these as a background, but I remember back in 11th grade when we were studying eco-economics, there was something about the centrally planned economy versus the marketplace economy, basically, which is the what my layman understanding at 11th grade <laughs> My 11th grade underdeveloped brain was able to understand was one is basically um, government centrally controlled versus one is free will of individual people. So I don't know, this suddenly came up in my brain when I was thinking of it. And the examples of these particular economies are also very similar to the Western versus the Eastern cultures that we are talking about. So do you, I mean, I'm putting the question back to you, Anna. Do you think that this is the reason why the culture in these uh, societies is is it because it's the way the economy has been for a while and that's how they have been imbibed into it? I mean, I might be way off because I'm literally trying to remember something that happened like years, like that I studied years ago, but yeah. So 
I, I don't know about the cause and effect like this previous discussion you're having, whether it's because this sort of mindset was there and that is why that sort of an economy was developed or that sort of an economy was there and that is why the community kind of grew on that kind of uh, a model. But uh, Abhishek, do you, do you have any thoughts on that? I, I think it's kind of like going back to like the origin, right? Like, I mean, um, mm-hmm. like geographic location, weather and like all that, that has the way how people have been like interacting uh, with one another. That's, I think what today in present day age is, is kind of like that, the pathway, how people have maneuvered and like gone through all those situations over a span of time. And I think, um, I think, yeah, like, well, um, like I said before, um, you know, like location geographically uh, in terms of weather and terms of like um, the bond and stuff that like, uh, the families have uh, the sense of like sacrifice that you have to make in those societies. I think you see that even in the way how the garment structures like. So, for instance, in collective societies, there are more uh, opportunities for for garments to kind of like provide grants and like um, you know um, arrays of like a loan and debt and like hey they kind of like understand. Uh, the society in general from like a five or 10 year standpoint. And they probably like work their way towards, hey, this is what we want to achieve in 10 years. Let's start planning. I feel like in an individualistic society, it's way more people are like competing from, from you know, through their lobbies and there are lots of self-interest. And when you have a lot of self-interest, you're never really like um, achieving the goal of, of, of the society itself. It's like, one person's or like whoever has an economic um, you know uh, power in terms of like uh, control they would have their best interests served um, in uh, you know an individualistic society and uh, as a part of that like say uh, comparing that you can like see um, in in America it's like you know uh, most of the big uh, companies uh, they have kind of like thrived uh, in the capitalistic culture. So I think uh, I think capitalism definitely thrives in an individualistic culture. Like the whole uh, thing about like capitalism, like, you know, uh, the core principle of capitalism is like, you know, uh, rewarding the people who really uh, works the hardest, you know, that that person gets more opportunities, that person's allowed to grow uh, mobile. But present day and age, what's come down to is, uh, who can we take, uh, you know, uh, the most advantage of, like, uh, in terms of, uh, in terms of companies, in terms of resources, in terms of, like, other things, and uh, the, the, the end goal is, like, it tends to kind of, like, favor um, the people in power and help them move more as t- tend to be, like, a communal uh, benefit from that, um, from that thing, yeah. True, uh, I mean, but I feel like on the flip side, even uh, community-based societies, like for example, if you talk about India or even if you talk about uh, the USSR, uh, I mean, on, in, in concept, they're supposed to be more community-driven, but in application, they've also started because people are selfish. And if there's anyone in, in, in a position of power, if you talk about uh, the communist USSR, even then, instead of what is idealistically supposed to be done instead of, in terms of what is best for community, uh, people still act in their self-interest sometimes. Uh, and 
in that respect, then I feel, I mean, okay, what I was trying to get at was like between the two, uh, what do you think is, is like the better way of uh, approaching in terms of an individualistic or a community-based IT mode at a macro level? Um, like what is, what is more beneficial to society, you mean? Yeah, or what, what gets the optimal result at the end after all the interactions and everything in a country? Well, that, as like, you know, like economists, they kind of like generalize a lot of things so that it's, it's much easier for, for them to, mm-hmm. um, to understand different concepts. Um, in terms of like, uh, you know, if you talk about what is, what is uh, how would you quantify that is, is, would be my question. If you were to quantify that in terms of GDP, um, mm-hmm. you already have, have the answer to that, right? I mean, we are, we are still, we are still in this like day and age where, where things are so, are, are changing, like in terms of like the capitalist versus like um, the individualistic versus like, you know, um, collective society is kind of like, I would say a little bit synonymous with um, capitalistic versus, uh, you know, um, the communism um, era. Um, I would probably uh, compare them per se. And then you already have the answer, like, you know, in terms of like, um, in terms of GDP, like uh, U.S. is, uh, uh, you know, much, much stronger than any of the other uh, economies of the world. And if you were to compare uh, uh, that to, <laughs> per se, uh, China, China is like, you know, um, it did start with like a, a communism, but it, you know, China this day and age in the past, since since the 90s and uh, since the past few decades, uh, they are way more uh capitalist than than any other society right so i think i think um i think individualistic society uh definitely um even though it doesn't you know um benefit the the society in general it definitely benefits uh the person which helps the whole society in in itself in that yeah in that that respect i guess you're right i mean the capitalist society does does end up uh, coming out better because of uh, i guess the implementation is is because if you think about it theoretically if whatever is the idea then a, com- a community based society would be better because you're kind of accounting for everyone it's not uh, a function of who has more power whether economic or monetary or uh, uh, political uh, and uh, you know we, the communal outlook looks out for even the little guy, but in implementation, I guess that is where it fails because of which the individualistic society turns out to be better because then everyone at least has uh, the same fighting chance. Like you said, there's more socioeconomic mobility. Uh, would you mm-hmm. agree with that? Yeah, I think. See, I think I think the um, the main question is like, how do we how do we compare what is better, right? Like what, what are the, what are the factors are, is, is GDP the only factor that we are comparing or is it like human happiness index and uh, stick for, for, for Bhutan, for, for example, um, you know, with, um, I, I would probably say like um, Bhutan is probably uh, a more collective society, um, just, you know, um, pretty much similar to the whole entire region in that area. Um, but people tend to be uh, much happier uh, in terms of like, uh, I think a few days ago, like um, they were able to like vaccinate almost like 
90, 95% of the population in a week, you know? So, so that is like phenomenal. Uh, I mean, obviously they don't have the population as, as much as, uh, as um, you know, China or US or, or, or India for that sake. Um, but people, people tend to be happier. And I think, I think that's the question, like, you know, um, people should be asking, Hey, what do we, what are we looking for at the end of the day is uh, is GDP or how much, <laughs> how much money I make on a yearly basis. Is that, is that the most driving factor or uh, the sense of like having, um, you know, preserving our nature, having a very high happiness index and people actually being content and are able to spend that time with their family. Is that, is that valued way more than, uh, than the GDP rate? So I think, I think it boils down to that, and each person needs to find uh, uh, that 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 own uh, uh, sort of like identity and how they associate, and and also like understanding that uh, cultural bias um, in terms of decision making process. I think uh, we tend to like forget. Uh, with our like you know with our country of origin, people move and you go from one society to the other. Um, what are my repercussions of my actions and what's the repercussions of my uh, decision on like, you know, society and communal life. I think that we forget to ask that question and we're, <laughs> we're in this like fast paced world where, where it's, things are like moving at yeah. a pretty fast pace that we forget to like step back, introspect. Uh, I think, I think that's the, uh, that's the main thing that we need to be asking ourselves. Right. So. And uh, just adding to your point, what would you like? Where would you put like the Scandinavian countries where they're essentially, I would imagine, capitalistic societies, but uh, because there's abundance of resources, like for example, the tax rate in those countries is extremely high, and like most of the infrastructure and everything else is provided by the government. So I feel like that falls somewhere between like a purely capitalistic society like the US versus, I don't know, maybe. Soviet Union, uh, mm-hmm. where would you like put that? Yeah, okay. yeah. So, um, so the Scandinavian countries, I, I, I feel they are they are a unique example, even though um, in terms of like geographically, um, you know, they are in a more colder part of our uh, of our Earth. Uh, but in terms of um, in terms of how their society and life functions, it's it's a more um, relaxed, not really as cutthroat as uh, you know, comparing it to the U.S. or comparing to fast economies everywhere else in the world, people tend to have more time to kind of like spend with family, spend with their uh, community. So they uh, develop a high uh, sense of like association, even though it's a very individualistic, they tend to like uh, develop the strong communal bonds, which make them um, more uh, per se, like on a higher happiness index. and. Um, you know, it's. It, I think that that's a model where most countries are moving towards. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of like, you could see that uh, the remnants of that even in um, in in their education system, like uh, the education system in Finland is is one of the um, the the most best in the world. Yeah, yeah, because just because um, they focus more so on like, hey, how do we solve a problem? How do we, you know, uh, how do we develop the skill as compared to like, hey, uh, 
how what is the monetary value of of you learning this you know mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. I, i think i think that 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 shift uh needs to happen in in our education system uh and yeah it's just just been um uh, pretty crazy like even even growing up in 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 india and then you know like you have a co- you know it's it's either engineering or medicine or like hey what is what is the man- monetary value of uh of this education um that you're going to get in the future right i think yeah, yeah. like stepping back and thinking about that is really important <laughs> true, true true i think uh, we should begin to wrap up uh, so what would be like your final thoughts on the topic um, yeah i think could you just going back would be um understanding that like uh bias uh in a day to day uh life is really important hey how do if am i more so um on a individualistic perspective or am i coming from more uh collective perspective for me the biggest uh learning challenges like coming from indian you know adapting to life in canada um was understanding that like you know um a later on and i feel like if i had done so uh much earlier it'll help in um my social interactions a little bit better um it'll help in um you know making decisions in a more uh, efficient manner um you know and and also like i feel uh investing in yourself is 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 very important uh especially during the pandemic um um you know if we've forgotten to like um take care of ourselves like we the whole like you know collective everyone's everyone's becoming more collective in the in the world per se what is you know i'm trying to like um help the society in general by by staying at home and doing all this but um you know taking care of yourself is is really important and um that stems down to the the more um uh, the individualistic perspective and uh you know so i i would probably say understanding that like cultural bias and, and seeing how those cultural bias would would impact your decision making process as uh, business leaders or people in the future fair point um i agree rajik and actually that would is there anything you would like to add uh final um actually not really but you know what this has been a very interesting outtake for me because i have never really lived outside uh india so i have not seen these different cultural shifts or these different societies that you're talking about but you know when you do talk about it i whatever i have seen or heard is something that does come into picture so i i don't have anything to add but this is surely given me uh, an insight into how it is jolly like honestly enough yeah i think um, today was today's discussion was like uh, very very again intellectually stimulating and i also it, it made me think quite a bit about uh, not just the societies that uh, i've lived in at a more micro level but also at a macro level and you know what else is out there and why things happen so uh, it's been it's been nice so i guess uh, that wraps up this discussion it's time for the next segment which is the funny or insightful incident of the week uh, is there any that you would like to share abhishek as a guest <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> well the weather has been uh, uh, a joke on me <laughs> yesterday uh, the weather gods have been <laughs> uh, have been just just playing like a funny joke on us like early early april this is uh, this is not the norm um, i mean we have been having such a um, 
shift in like weather patterns and conditions. So <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. So uh, yeah, yesterday evening, I was just stepping outside and there's this like family mom and her daughter just building like um, a snowman uh, in, in, in April, uh, right after spring and, and, and everything. So it's definitely, definitely funny. <laughs> Uh, that sounds yeah. I, I saw this uh, TikTok recently where you know there's something about weather in in Canada in general. So like on Monday he goes out wearing a parka. On Tuesday he goes out wearing a parka. On Wednesday he's wearing like a Hawaiian shirt and shorts, and then again Friday he goes out wearing a parka because it's that unpredictable. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. So it it just it just changes by the minute. It changes by the minute and second, right? <laughs> so you'll have uh you'll go from a very uh warm weather I, I, in the summer i'm predominantly talking about that to uh to rain in the afternoon to uh to like probably like negative five uh at night so it's it's, <laughs> it's definitely crazy just learn to adapt yeah, it's kind of like an all-in-one sort of a deal i don't know how you dress when you go out it's like <laughs> you carry all these <laughs> no no it's gonna turn out yeah Interesting. No, I actually never thought weather would play such an important part in our lives. And even in today's discussion, when you said weather, I didn't really understand it at first. But then when you actually started speaking about it, I was like, hey, yeah, that does make sense. That does make a lot of sense. Yeah. What about you, Anam? Do you have any fun, insightful? No, man, I think uh, the only insightful thing that we had, you were talking about this earlier when Abhishek mentioned that, you know, it starts knowing, was that... Uh, like what I said was that uh, you think that when it snows, life is more terrible in cities and areas where it snows quite frequently. But I feel like I would, if I have to pick between living in a city where it snows fairly regularly versus a city where it snows sporadically, I'd pick the former because the infrastructure and everything else is in place to handle it really well to the extent that it stops bothering you almost none at all. Whereas in cities and areas where it snows sporadically and people are not prepared for it. So most of the times you'll be fine, but when it does snow, you'd basically be very royally screwed. So I feel like the extremes of, I don't know, comfort are much higher in terms of you being very comfortable versus not. And that, I mean, that's just an insight that I have, which <laughs> I've not thought about before. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, and that is true. I mean, obviously, we would rather be in a place that is well prepared for to deal with something than be out. I mean, I don't think that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, I don't really have a funny or insightful story. But yeah. I mean, I was actually talking to someone today. This is a random story about. Uh, so I'm not into uh, F1 racing mm-hmm. or. Formula One at all, mm-hmm. but I was talking to a friend who's actually an F1 racer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to race, and he was just telling me about this oh, wow. uh, entire story about Lewis Hamilton and the Nico Rosberg uh, friendship turn rivalry situation. I don't know if you both of you all are into it, but uh, basically the background of it is they were friends. They grew up together. They learned together, and eventually uh, the friendship turned into a like, rivalry when they. <laughs> Uh, end up joining Mercedes I think they were both in Mercedes so what his point was was that yeah. Nico Rosberg's mission became to basically end up beating Lewis Hamilton because Lewis Hamilton apparently is one of the best 
of all times kind of person. So anyways, uh, he told me about how Nico Rosberg really took a year off and actually like when like took a year off just to get his mental game in like mental state into the game and he actually went to like the Himalayas and he actually spoke to like monks and like studied philosophy and apparently all of these different things that he did to actually mentally prepare himself for what it was to come so um that was quite interesting because you generally don't think people would want to take the break out of the game and like lose that momentum to actually get their mental health and uh, not mental health i'd say their mental um mindset in order but yeah that was something that's very interesting i don't know if you knew about this like i've just given i don't know if this is correct information also this is literally something i spoke about someone like an hour ago so it was fresh in my head mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> please validate guys <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> like, please validate my information <laughs> i i haven't i haven't uh, like heard of this before i know that they were like uh, childhood rivals and all of that but i didn't know that he took a year off to go to the himalayas and all that so. But yeah i uh, think before this i should have validated it uh, but uh given a disclaimer now <laughs> yes don't worry we'll we'll uh, if we'll fact check this and come back next 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 episode so anyways i think it's time to wrap up uh, thank you so much for joining us today abhishek it was an absolutely amazing discussion uh, and we were really really uh, honored to have you here with us today um Ashutari, yeah thank you so much Yeah, thank you so much, Abhishek. As I said, I mean, I didn't really have a lot of uh, have any idea about this topic, but listening to your your different examples, your pandemic example, the fact that you worked in Uganda was amazing for me, and all these different uh, situations that you mentioned, they were quite quite insightful. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, and I think explorative. geology is one of the coolest things i've heard as you said right close <laughs> to indiana jones <laughs> super cool <laughs> so this was the most interesting uh, field of education or, or profession i say i think i've seen uh, sorry guys no offense to anybody <laughs> but like on our podcast so yeah it was quite fun thank you so much for being here thank you so much yeah no it was really nice fun uh, talking to you guys i mean i'm no uh, mean of or expert on this topic it's just that i guess when you kind of like sit back and think about like hey uh, this is kind of like my my journey it's like you understand a lot of like self realization in the process so um, yeah i think i think it just gives everyone um, you know just just thinking points about like hey what do i associate myself doing and like what do i fit in what's that cultural bias that i'm bringing to my workplace and uh, a day to day decision i think that is uh, i thought that was pretty cool uh, and uh, you know <laughs> might also be because i did a minor in economics but uh, uh, definitely i would love to uh, you know read more into it and kind of like understand the the behavioral economics of that aspect uh, but no it was really nice fun uh, talking to you too um uh, It's fun. I I don't know how you guys do it. Like every week, you manage to go and talk from like you know from religion to TikTok to like a plethora <laughs> of events. So like the I don't know how you guys do it. It's insane. <laughs> really, I I, I got to commend you too for for uh, for doing that. And 
you know, actually pulling it off. No, it's it's quite a feat. Uh, thank you, Abhishek. But <laughs> I, I guess a big part of it is based on like like for example, for today's discussion, uh, you brought in all the insightful uh, facts. We were just kind of uh, you know adding it, so that that really helped. But uh, yeah, thank you once again uh, for joining us and. Uh, Hopefully we can do this again, uh, maybe a part two of this discussion in person later this year or next year, once we're all in Toronto. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, hopefully, hopefully fingers crossed yeah, that it's uh, in person. Um,